You're listening to What If We Loved Podcast, a show about building up the church through love, sonship, and healing. Here are your hosts and founders of Love Inside Out Ministries, Bruce and Shay Mason. Welcome to episode eight of the What If We Love Podcast. It's Bruce here with Shay and Lisa and Janie yet again. And I'm just going to pass it right off to Shay and she can lead us on. So we were thinking about what we wanted to do for this broadcast. And one of the things that as we were praying really popped into our heads was just that so many people struggle during the holiday season. And as Christians in particular, there's, there's a lot of pressure to be joyful, celebrate, get together with all the family, do all the things, be involved in all the church activities, you know, things that are fun and good and, Let's get together and make our advent wreaths and go to the Christmas party and and all of those things. But for a lot of people, it's just, it's a hard season because of grief or loss, various things, Um, you know, childhood memories that may be really hard to deal with, um, any number of things, but there's grace for walking through this season. Mm -hmm. And the Lord knows what we've been through. He knows the places of our heart that are hurting. And while I haven't experienced anything, you know, like the the loss of a loved one at Christmas time or anything like that, I mean, I know that anniversaries are important and that people tend to, you know, I have a number of friends who have suffered loss around the holidays and they've told me that, you know, as soon as it gets to that season, like their body remembers. And so not only do you have the, the mental awareness that that date is coming, but, but your body sometimes begins to tell you and you just feel fatigue or, you know, all, all sorts of physical things going on that just tell you it's not right, that you're, you're struggling. And, and that can make it really hard to motivate, to, to put on that fabulous Christmas dinner or the things that maybe your family's expecting, but, but it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay to take a step back and, mm-hmm. and assess where you are and, and why, why you're feeling grief to not push those, those feelings down. And I mean, for me, one example that I have in my own life is that I, I lost a friend um, on my birthday in high school. And I always remember that. I mean, for years, that and then other memories of, for whatever reason, I had a number of very hard birthdays, and I'll say that my birthday is in December, um, where I was very, very ill. I struggled with having pneumonia a number of times when I was young, and it always seemed to hit me on my birthday. So there were a lot of unpleasant (laughs) memories associated um, with just being terribly ill on my birthday. And then, of course, in high school, the loss of my friend. So for a number of years, I kind of dreaded my birthday coming. It would be approaching and people say, Oh, what are you doing for your birthday? I'm like, eh, whatever. Don't know. Don't care. And, you know, it's not like we need to be super excited about our birthdays, but at some point, somebody said to me, boy, you really seem down about your birthday every year. And it was kind of a protecting myself from disappointment. Like I didn't want to get excited because I thought, Oh, what's going to happen this year. Mm. And I think that for a lot of people, it can be that way around the holidays too. And I don't know if anyone else wants to share any of their experiences or. Well, I just know that after my my grandparents died, my these are my mother's parents. Um, my mom absolutely adored 
her parents and she lost them both, you know, within a couple of years of each other. And, and well, she also lost her sister too, um, to pancreatic cancer. And so she always found the holidays very hard, particularly because the holidays, we, you know, families gather on holidays, but there was, it was real, I just have such wonderful memories of getting together as a family. And uh, so for her, when the holidays came around, not having her parents around, not having her sister around, it was really, really hard because the people that she would gather with that she loved so deeply weren't there with her. And so it was always mixed for her. She really, she was happy to be spending it obviously with us, but it was also a time of, of profound sadness for her. Mm -hmm. And, and as I've grown, I, I can understand that more and more, you know, when I was, when I was younger, I, I kind of never didn't really understand why she was, I mean, I understood that she was sad, but I understand why she was sad. Now I can understand more really why she was sad because of the, the, the real sense of loss that she was experiencing. It just makes sense that if you have a tradition where you're doing the same thing every year with the same people, then of course it's, the loss is going to feel really big when you're doing that same thing, but someone's not there or mm -hmm. something's different. Or if you go through a divorce, just having those same traditions, it's mm -hmm. just really evident. Oh, this is so different than what was so nice yeah. and comfortable before. Mm -hmm. And now, I think it's just that comparing because you have all these traditions and all these memories according, like with holidays, we just have a lot of traditions. And mm -hmm. if you do something the same every year and all of a sudden there's a difference, it is going to be really noticeable. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. painful to notice the empty seat Yeah, at the table. Yeah. And, and I think that as Christians, one of the ways that we can really help people who are in that place and, you know, instead of saying, cheer up, put on a happy face, be joyful. It's the holidays, which really doesn't help because you can't just make yourself it. happy. Right, right. Um, you know, and people need to be honest with where they are and we need to recognize when people are struggling, you know, false, false joy doesn't really help anyone. But yeah. one of the things that we can do is invite people who are struggling into our homes mm -hmm. or to provide a, a different setting for them to enjoy a holiday. Um, you know, I know, I know a family that had a really rough loss last year and, um, another family from school invited them in for Thanksgiving so that they wouldn't have to notice the loss in their own home and they could mm -hmm. celebrate with some other people and experience some other traditions and just, you know, it kind of ease into a new normal. And I think that can really be helpful for people if we, you know, join them in their grief, recognize that they are grieving, but share some of what we have. Yeah, really not not trying to minimize. Sometimes we get uncomfortable with other people's grief and maybe because we've experienced it in our own lives or we haven't and we simply don't, we can't identify with it and we don't know how to react to it. And so that can mm -hmm. almost make us afraid to respond to where people are in their grief because we think, well, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to, I don't know how to navigate that. Uh, and so we tend to pull away and then not right. support and love when they really do need a community around them, but mm -hmm. also giving them the freedom then to say, you know what? I'm not up for that. Mm -hmm. I yeah. can't do that this year, but maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just say if anyone is suffering, it's just really, sometimes it, it can feel, it's hard for me to speak from my own experiences because I don't have as, 
I don't have a lot of experiences that cause pain. I have some, but not all of them. And so I would just hate if someone heard this and said, well, what do you know? I think, but the biggest thing that I would hope for people is if they heard this to know that people are wishing them well on the holidays and really hoping that they have a rest in God and that they mm -hmm. have this peace that they can't explain that even, even if, and you know, it might be tempting to define your life based on, do I have these things? Is my life going the way I want it to go in these ways? That's so tempting for us in all areas of life. That's God's talked about many times. And even when we look at our lives and we sense a loss, um, I would just, my biggest prayer for people is to know that God has them and that he's working mm -hmm. something out, even from their worst position, even from the worst place, he's going to use it all for their good. And that it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter if people are looking at them and it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter anything that like God is on their side and he's going to help them through it. That's like my biggest hope for people is mm. that even if they don't feel completely understood or even if no one around them can empathize with them, no one around them has gone through that situation, that they at least know that God is on their side and that people around them really do want them to have everything God has for them, that rest and his purpose for them, all those things mm -hmm. that they, there are people like us who are rooting for them. Yeah. And then we do have a God who he understands grief. Mm-hmm. And he is also the God of all comfort. Mm -hmm. I think, Bruce, you had a passage you were going to read. I do. Before I read it, though, I just also want to make mention that there are people also who grew up in families or even without families uh, who never experienced the holiday time as, as positive in any way. That there's just a, a, a sense of grief or a loss that's attached to the holidays because they never experienced, maybe this is yours. Listen, you've never experienced um, maybe the way that you saw your neighbors or you saw other families or you saw maybe on it television. Was isolation or, saw... or loneliness. Right. And so this God of comfort um, can comfort you as well and can comfort us all during these times. So, so from second Corinthians, this is such a beautiful passage um, from chapter one, starting at verse three, Paul says this, and he says it in praise and thanksgiving. He says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, notice he goes on to talk about now his own um, his own experience in ministering to the Corinthians. So I'll, I'll stop there. But but we have a God who, if you think about Jesus, who who walked on this earth, he, he he's Emmanuel. He's God with us. We'll be you know mm. talking about that. It's Christmas time. That's part of what we remember that that God sent his son to be with us and that and that as the father sent his son the son was the perfect representation of the father the exact representation of his being so everything that the father is the son also is and so 
in that sense, everything the son experienced on earth, the father then also experienced as well. So the son, Jesus, he experienced everything that we've experienced. He experienced loss. He experienced grief. You know, he, he lost John, you know, John the Baptist died and he grieved and, and Lazarus, um, before he was raised from the dead, you know, Jesus grieved at the grief, you know, he was grieving because, uh, of uh, Mary and Martha who were uh, grieving at the loss of Lazarus. So I mean, he was very connected, very personally walked through. He wept. He, he wept. He wept. Yeah, shortest line in the Bible. He wept. Jesus mm-hmm. wept. And so I guess the comfort, the true comfort that we can find is that we don't have a God who has not experienced what we've mm. experienced. It's not, he's not a faraway God who looks down at us and says, oh, he doesn't just pity us. He's not a God who, who simply has compassion. He has empathy. So it's something that he himself has experienced. So when we, when we struggle, when we are in grief, whatever it is that we're dealing with, we have a God who's right there. We have a God who says, I know, I really really know. I know personally what you're going through. And because he knows it, he's also uniquely qualified to be able to love us and comfort us in the middle of of what we're struggling with. That is such an amazing gift that we have. And it's different than any other faith. No other faith offers a God like that. You can actually empathize with us. Yeah, I love that quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I mean, and he was martyred. He knew suffering, mm-hmm. but he said only the suffering God can help. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's a great place for, for oh. any, any of us who are suffering to, mm-hmm. to sit and remember that there is help in the fact that we have a God who has suffered. And he knows. Mm-hmm. He shares in our burdens. He shares in our suffering. He shares in our trials. Yeah. So if, if you, know, you are... Um, yourself struggling this holiday and you are really trying to keep that stiff upper lip and hold it all together. Uh, I really feel that God would say to you that he loves you. He loves you because he loves you and it's okay. And if you need to let it go, if you need in a sense of you need to let go and cry and it's okay. You don't have to hurry grief. You can't hurry grief. Mm -hmm. And he's going to walk with you every single step of the way through this process. And grief is, it is a process. It really, really is a process. It's not something, you know, we wish it could, we wish we could snap our fingers and it it could go away and we could be over, over it. But there's one thing that, uh, that the world tends to say that, you know, if you just, um, if you could just forget it or just stuff it down or, or just move on, you know, just move on from that thing. Somehow that we, by our sheer, sheer will, can move past the trauma or the grief. That might succeed in getting our mind off it for a while, but, the, but where it stays is in the heart. And we have a God who knows our hearts way better than we know our hearts. And he loves our hearts. And it's his very business to come in and heal our hearts. So that's who God is, is wanting to be and is uh, for you this holiday season. The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. How much comfort? All comfort. 
who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And that's the other piece of it. So once we know comfort, once we receive comfort, once we've experienced comfort, then we are so much more empowered and able to comfort and love other people so that we can be then the heart of the father for the hurting and the broken. And that's his, that's his desire. That's part of the body being the body, loving one another, building up one another, and also loving the world into the arms of the father. So since this is, um, we'll, we'll pray this, we'll pray in the, all this in, uh, in a minute, but also just wanted to say just Merry Christmas to everybody mm. <laughs> <laughs> that we are, um, I hope you're enjoying these podcasts that we're doing. We're loving doing them. When we started to think about uh, doing these podcasts, it was, well, okay, I'll speak for myself. I was sort of, I was a little bit, I don't know. <laughs> Thought, how are we going to do this? Uh, but actually, it's been fun. So we hope you're enjoying it. But let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are the God of comfort. That you uh, never, ever, ever turn your face, turn your back, turn away from us in any way. That when we're in the midst of grief and pain, you are there when we're struggling to make sense of what has just happened to us or to our loved ones or to our friends, that, that you are still there. That God, you, you're not a God who causes suffering. Suffering is a product of this broken world that we're in, but you, God, are the answer. You are the source of healing. You are the one who uniquely knows our hearts. Now, we thank you for that. But we pray that, that for anybody who's listening and even those who aren't listening, who, who are looking forward or looking ahead to this Christmas and New Year's uh, and maybe you're looking at it in dread or fear or are already feeling um, grief and sadness. Father, we pray that you'll comfort them right now that you'll speak right into their hearts the words i love you i'm with you always and father we pray that um, that you empower uh, all of us all of us in the body to be very aware of the struggles that our brothers and sisters are going through so that we won't turn our faces away, we won't turn our backs, but rather we'll respond in real love and compassion. And if we've walked through it ourselves, then with empathy. Because at one point we're gonna walk through it. So give us a heart of love for one another, real grace. And we thank you God for who you are and for he who you've created us to be in you. And we pray this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Well, I guess that's it for this podcast.
we'll uh, see you all next time. I guess I keep saying we'll see you all, but we won't be seeing you, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll be talking to you again. <laughs> uh, so Merry God bless. Christmas. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Christmas. God bless. If you liked this episode, please consider donating at loveinsideout.org forward slash donate. As always, thank you for listening. Have a blessed week. Thank you.